It's just after 6 o'clock in the big city. It's time for America's favorite Las Vegas sports show, Sports X Radio with Ken Thompson. <laughs> yeah, what up? Party's going on. Duh. Going to a party. Sports X Radio with Ken Thompson is brought to you by Hannah Shea Boyle and Rappaputi. Trial lawyers that get results. Steiner's Pub, a true Nevada style pub. Preventative Diagnostic Center. Rob Ritchie, Farmers Insurance. So get ready because Sports X Radio with Ken Thompson starts now. now. Ah, yes, it does. It is a Big Show Monday, KT Live, PSBR Law Studios here in Las Vegas, 101.5 FM Dawn, and, of course, streaming live on the Odyssey app. Haven't downloaded it? Do it now, A-U-D-A-C-Y, easy to go, and take it anywhere with you. Got the great rewind feature. You miss any part of the show, right there. Odyssey has that great rewind, rewind feature right after the show is over. Not only Sportex Radio, but all the other great programming, including my producer, Mark Hoke, who does a great professional wrestling show Sunday mornings, 8 a.m. to 10 a.m. You like professional wrestling, you will love the Mark Hoke Show. And Mark and I are going to take you through on Monday, get you caught up on what happened on a busy weekend. I mean, nonstop sports action and, of course, continuing tonight, but lots of upsets in the NFL and uh, college football as well. And i uh, got to give the hoaxer a hand right now, 5 and 10 KT on the NFL and the hoaxer, just the opposite. Ten and five, taking Woo! care of business. We'll yeah! get into all of that right now. The Monday night <laughs> game going. We'll get into that as well. We've got Major League Baseball playoffs. We're going to get into all this stuff. So much going on. And uh, we're going to do it live PSBR Law Studios. PSBR Law, the best in personal injury. Southern Cal for a long time here Year number four now in the Vegas Valley. Strength by your side, the relentless pursuit of justice. If you don't have a personal injury attorney already on hand, Jot this number down. You may not need it now, but you may need it in the future. Everybody knows the 702 area code for Vegas, 830-9353, PSBR Law, Panache, Boyle, Ravaputi, the best in personal injury. And uh, Mondays, Tuesdays, Thursdays, and Fridays, right here we were at the PSBR Law Studios. Wednesday night, of course, 1750 North Buffalo, over there at Steiner's Pub. Producer Mark Hoke is uh, going to roll with me throughout the night. And, of course, he is a big-time Philadelphia Eagles fan. We'll get into that. He's also a big-time Penn State fan, and they didn't have any trouble at all. And then we'll get into his alma mater a little bit later. But right now we're going to start the show off just like this. Now, the starting five, number one. Well, got to go with number one. Why? Because the silver and black state stays alive, baby. Get to three and three. Wasn't pretty, but at the end of the day, things happened, and uh, they were able to pull it off. And I got to give the old man, Brian Hoyer, some credit. Six of 10, 102 yards, didn't throw a pick, but had a couple nice passes. Came up big when he needed to, and the Raiders able to hold on and get a 21-17 victory. And the cover, of course, if you uh, had a little wager on the game. Well, it wasn't looking good until... Oh, number 98, Max Crosby comes up big with the old safety. That changes it from a 1917 Raiders lead to a 21-17 Raiders victory. Spread was three, Raiders win by four. You get the win and you get the money if you back the silver and black state. And the first time in six games that the Raiders go over that 20-point plateau. We'll take it via the safety, courtesy of number 98, Max Crosby. Had seven tackles, four solo, and of course uh, the big well, they gave him a half sack. They gave Bilal Nichols the other half on that one. But the Raiders actually coming up big as far as in the sack department. Four sacks, three tackles for loss. We will take it all day. In fact, 
What's great about the Raiders' offensive line is they didn't give up a sack. They gave up two tackles for loss, but at the end of the day, that is huge. If you can protect the quarterback, and Garoppolo getting rid of the ball earlier, and Hoyer as well, got that little clock ticking in their head. Hey, get rid of this sucker, and uh, let's get to 3-3, three and three, boys, and see how things pan out in the Windy City next week when we go to Chicago. Number two. Yeah, number two. Las Vegas Aces. They got thumped pretty good on Sunday. And Chelsea Gray got banged up. Foot injury? Don't know if she'll be able to go on Wednesday. We'll check in with T.C. Martin, the voice of the Las Vegas Aces, hopefully tomorrow night, and uh, see if we can't get him on the show back in New York. But uh, tough go of it. Aces were trying to wrap it up in three games, but the Liberty, they said, nay, not on our home court. 87-73 was the final on Sunday in Game 3. Kelsey Plum was on fire, 29 points, uh, 5 of 10 from downtown, 10 of 22 from the floor, led the way. Asia Wilson had 16. Chelsea had 11 before she went out. Jackie Young Eight points, struggled a little bit from the floor, just two of nine. She's better than that. So there's a chance that the uh, Aces could get things rolling on Wednesday. But again, if uh, you don't have Chelsea Gray, that's an integral uh, integral part of the uh, lineup and don't want to lose Chelsea Gray. Hopefully the foot injury is okay. Head coach Becky Hammond says we'll be fine. The other gals will step up. But right now we do not know the status of Chelsea Gray for Wednesday's game. But it is two games to one. Las Vegas Aces, if they can get it done Wednesday, they win the series. Second consecutive WNBA title. They lose on Wednesday. They come back here, and they will play next Sunday right here at T-Mobile in Las Vegas. 87-73, the Liberty. Cut the Aces lead to two games to one. Number three. Well, we got plenty of NFL football going, and uh, we got Monday night football going. So let's update the Dallas Cowboys and the Chargers. Right now, that game tied at seven, second quarter. And uh, Chargers, Justin Herbert, not doing great stuff. Has uh, 70 yards, does have a touchdown pass. Meanwhile, Dak Prescott, he's got a touchdown run. He's thrown for 62, but had a big 18-yard touchdown run. He's rushed for 33 yards on three carries. Austin Eckler back in the lineup for those Chargers. Four carries, 12 yards, but two receptions, 33 yards. That's what makes him vital for this Charger offense, especially with guys like Mike Williams already out. You've got to have Eckler because he is an outstanding receiver out of the backfield. Keenan Allen does have the touchdown reception. Three catches, just 12 yards, but he'll take the TD. And uh, Herbert actually has a 10-yard reception as well. So right now, 7-7, nine minutes to go before halftime. Chargers, uh, Chargers Cowboys from SoFi. Raiders already, we got that in there with that big win yesterday over New England, 21-17. Number four. Now, how about VGK, baby? They just keep rolling right along. How about 4-1? to 4-1, one? One, that was my favorite pitcher, Tom Seaver. And that's also been the score, the final score of all three Vegas Golden Knights wins. This team is unreal. They win the cup. People, again, just... They're not going to be hungry. They're going to struggle. No, not so far. 4-1, 4-1, 4-1, including that 4-1 win on Saturday against the Mighty Ducks. And uh, they will try and get another victory tomorrow night at T-Mobile. Dallas Stars come in. We'll see if the Vegas Golden Knights can keep things rolling. But off to a great start. Good to see atop the Pacific in the Western Conference. 3-0 VGK looking to go back-to-back Stanley Cups. Number 5. And this one's a little concerning here. I mean, this is uh, just something that you hate to see, and uh, you got to get it in there, though. I don't know if a lot of you saw this, but Belgium and Sweden were playing a Euro qualifier in Brussels, Belgium today. 
and there was a shooting about two and a half hours. Uh, well, I think it was an hour and a half before the game. So they actually canceled the game at halftime because this was somebody that did a video and came up and with all the things going on with uh, what's going on in Israel and with Hamas and Hezbollah and all this stuff around the world right now, the world is on edge, but you had a double murder there and uh, Belgian police were trying to find the culprit and he had put out a video and, uh, you know, just basically making threats, but Sweden was there to play Belgium. Sweden couldn't even qualify for the Euro Cup. Belgium has already qualified and then they lose a couple of their fans to a shooting. So tragic situation. And that's why I tell you, folks, be vigilant, be on top of things. Look, we're not going to stop living because we have nutcases in the world that just want to go about and have no respect for human life. So we go about, we live our lives, but we've got to be vigilant. We've got to stay on top of stuff and we've got to be able to uh, see something. If it's not right, we've got to make sure that we're on top of it. And I would advise a lot of you in the state of Nevada. I go back and forth between Nevada and Arizona. You may want to... Uh, Look into protecting your family and, uh, you know, purchasing yourself uh, some type of weapon if uh, you feel need be. Because I know that my my house is taken care of and everybody in there is training. And there's a lot of uh, concealed weapons classes that are pretty good in the Vegas Valley. So just want to FYI, get it out there. You want to make sure you and your family are protected. And so that's just my two cents there. And that is a look at the starting five. All right, and also uh, some sad news, you know, uh, I had to get this in there. Suzanne Summers from Three's Company passed away, long time battling breast cancer. And I met Suzanne Summers way back when, when I was in the Navy. Uh, it was the last time the hostage, there were hostages, and that was way back in the early 80s. And uh, we were, I was actually on an aircraft carrier, the USS Ranger, and we were the center of the battle group over there when the hostages were there in Iran. And uh, Suzanne Summers actually made it out and performed like a USO show on our ship. It was fabulous and uh, great stuff, and what a talent. And uh, she will be missed big time. For those that got to watch Three's Company, it was a great show, and she was just the perfect character, Chrissy, on the show. And did a lot of stuff after that, and uh, just somebody that, you know, if you're around my age or a little younger, you do remember Suzanne Summers, she was special, and uh, she will be missed. And I welcome my producer, Mark Hoke, into the show. He's going to be with me throughout the night. So much to talk about uh, on all fronts as far as baseball and football and basketball coming up. And, and you got hockey rolling. And uh, just, I mean, I should say basketball's rolling. I mean, it is rolling. How about the Iowa Lady Hawkeyes? 55000 over there at Kennick Stadium. And this was all for charity, all this money going for charity to the hospital that's right there by Kinnick Stadium. In fact, it's, it's set up there uh, to where the kids from the hospital can actually watch the Iowa Hawkeye football games. And so Lisa Bluter, the uh, head coach there for the Iowa Lady Hawkeyes, said, you know, maybe one time we may be able to, uh, you know, get an outdoor game and see how many fans we can get. And she was looking to get maybe something like 20,000, 25,000 at the most. What do they have? 55,000, over 55,000 set a new record. And it got a little windy, a little dicey there. It affected a few shots. But uh, at the end of the day, you know, they were able to get the game in. 
and uh, that's something special there, too. So lots going on again, like I said, in the world of sports. We're going to get into a bunch of the NFL games, keeping an eye on the game going now. And then we had Major League Baseball playoffs yesterday, got underway with the American League Championship Series. Texas surprising Houston with a 2 nothing shutout of the defending world champion Houston Astros. And then they played game two this afternoon, and Texas jumped all over Houston early, had a four-run lead early in the first inning, and they held on and won the game 5-4. to four. Got a little dicey there late, but uh, LeClerc came up big when he needed to, and Texas heads back to Arlington up on top of the Astros, two games to none. So you would think, you know, you're probably okay, Mark Hoke, if, you, if you're up 2-0 and you're going home. But the Houston Astros play their best ball on the road. Right now at home, after the loss today, they are 40 wins and 45 losses at home in Houston. But on the road, they're well over 500, so they will look to get back in the series. I don't know if Scherzer, who is uh, set to go in the series when need be, but I don't know if he's going to go in Game 3. He is going tomorrow. Or Game 3, yeah. So Game 3. Yeah, so uh, your take there on Houston. The Astros uh, backs against the wall 2-0, but this is a good team. I think if they win Game 3, I think we got a long series. I think they're done. Oh, do you? I do. I'll tell you what. The way Texas is playing right now, it, and you know, really the key for the Rangers is they've got to jump out early because that bullpen is a little shaky. But, man, I'll tell you what. They are hitting the ball. This team's undefeated in the playoffs right now. I mean, we got to. We've actually got three teams in MLB that haven't lost a game yet. Obviously, one of those is you know, Arizona Philly. One's going to lose tonight, but just incredible performances all over the place. But yeah, I, I think the Rangers have got this. So that, two wins on the road. I mean, I know Houston's a good road team, but I this Texas is just they, you know, they blasted Tampa, they blasted the Orioles, and now they're doing it to Houston too. I think they, I think they're good. Yeah, I'll tell you, but they held on for dear life today. So, I mean, oh, yeah. literally. I mean, there was a bases loaded, nobody out jam that Yavaldi got out of, uh, which was kind of miraculous type of walk there. And then the lead kept going. It kept dwindling and dwindling. And, uh, you know, I, I mean, this Houston team is not, like I said, if they win, if they win game three, I think they have still an outstanding chance to win. Alvarez is on fire, hit his sixth home run in six games today, had two home runs. Uh, phenomenal, the 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 way that he's seeing the baseball right now. Uh, Bregman also had a home run, and uh, they battled back from giving up that four spot in the top of the first. And they had opportunities, but just couldn't cash in. And then you got to give it to the bullpen. But even Leclerc looked sketchy uh, down the stretch. He walked a couple guys, but was able to come up big when he needed to. And uh, Chapman, you could just see it. He threw that uh, that changeup kind of like right there to Alvarez, thinking, "Yeah, you know what? I'm going to catch him." little bit on the outside corner and boy I'll tell you these were perfect pitches both home runs by Alvarez were exactly where the catcher had his mitt to put it and uh, didn't matter Alvarez took them both deep so uh, Yvaldi's pitching outstanding ball Framber Valdez struggled big time he gave up a uh, home run f- uh, five runs and seven hits but he did strike out six but uh, only got through two and two-thirds innings so uh, maybe they go somewhere else in that uh, next game you know, as far or the next time they could, if they can get to like a game five or six, I don't know if uh, Valdez is the guy that you want pitching because he struggled in both his postseason games so far. His ERA is just under 12 in his two appearances so far in the postseason. So maybe Dusty Baker will think that back if indeed Houston's able to prolong this series. But big game three coming up. And I'd like to see Texas get there. I mean, they have a solid lineup and they also squandered that AL West lead to Houston on the last day of the series, or the last day of the uh, regular season, I should say. 
Yeah, boy, could you imagine if Jake, Jake DeGrom was still able to pitch? And now Scherzer yeah. coming back, Montgomery. Boy, I'll tell you, they are that that team. You know, they they spent money. You know, that's that's something that a few teams may have to learn here. You know, Texas is spending the money. The Phillies are spending the money. You know, the Astros are keeping their guys and spending the money. And you know, you have a team like you know Tampa or Baltimore that is that isn't, and they're sitting at home. I mean, they're gonna you you can only get so far with homegrown prospects unless you know it's just a magical combination. But you need some veterans in there to finish the job, and you know that's that's what Philadelphia, especially Philadelphia. I mean, what a what an unbelievable performance they're putting on in this postseason. And and I don't you know Ken, I don't know if I remember so many guys having just these unbelievable home run perform, performances uh, in the postseason. You know, Alvarez and Harper and Castellanos. I mean, this is just unbelievable what these guys are doing. Yeah, Philadelphia off to a 4 nothing lead after four in game one. Three home runs. Uh, really got a roll in. Bryce Harper seeing the ball like nobody else. I mean, really, outside of Alvarez, maybe. Oh, and Castellanos. <laughs> Castellanos, there you who, go. Who, yeah, I mean, he, he hit his uh, fifth home run in three games, and the only guy to ever do that is Reggie Jackson at 77. Yeah, I mean, that's that is, unreal. Yeah, well, we'll see if uh, Philly can get back to that World Series. Uh, Chargers just missed an, missed an interception after Dallas just missed missed a touchdown pass. But there has been some shoddy officiating over the last couple of days as far as NFL football. We'll talk about it when we come back, including in this game just a sec ago, uh, personal foul called on roughing the passer, which was absolutely bogus. Uh, Williams was actually uh, stumbling and barely grazed. You know the you know in the helmet area with his helmet going away didn't even make contact I don't think but in the neighborhood and they're just going to make these calls sometimes I, I get it you want to protect players but sometimes you really have to just you know take your time and maybe if you don't know let's go to New York and check on it because this it was absolutely ludicrous and gave Dallas a 15 yard penalty to get it inside the Charger 35 yard line so we'll keep an eye on that game 4:50 to go in the first half it is the Chargers and the Cowboys. All tied up at 7 with Dallas on the move. We are live from Vegas, 101.5 FM Dawn. We stream live on that Odyssey app, and the Cowboys get that first down. We'll let you know that and get into a lot of the NFL, including that Raiders game in detail. When we come back, you're listening to SportsX Radio. Keep it right here. We're live from Vegas. Baby, this is how we do it. Little Montel Williams coming back here. KT watching the Chargers and Cowboys. And a crazy game as Dallas just went on a fourth and one on a quarterback sneak. Dak Prescott does not get it. Uh-huh. Chargers take over. Yeah, there uh-huh. you go. Couldn't do the old uh, uh, brotherly shove there. Your Philadelphia Eagles have see, mastered that, but see, we'll get into them. See, Ken, there's a difference, though, is that Jalen Hurts has the legs of a bull. I mean... It, He's so much stronger than a lot of these guys. I mean, I, I forgot what the number is that he squats. He can, and plus he's behind Jason Kelsey, who's you know an all pro, you know all pro center. So you know, there's there's a little difference between you know what Philly does and what everybody else does. There you go. Of course, you're going to be without Lane Johnson for a while, though. Yeah, that's going to looks hurt. like, and that's uh, well. I mean, you get used to it. It's almost every year that guy goes down. Yeah, something so. always happens on the O line, but they, they they'll cover it. They'll figure it out. 
All right, big play there as they go to the two-minute warning as Herbert able to get about a 30-yard completion from deep in his own territory. So the Chargers out around their own 40 against 7-7 Monday night football. Cowboys at the Chargers, and of course, so far, not a great home field advantage. And uh, a lot of Cowboy fans there, but the Chargers are on the move after stopping Dallas on that fourth and one. So we'll keep an eye on that game as it moves on. Philadelphia, again, the Phillies up 4 nothing last I saw, and uh, keeping an eye on that one. Still 4 nothing, Mark? Yep. Yeah, I know you're paying attention to that one. And, of course, uh, Texas now up two games to none on the Houston Astros as they win 5-4, to four, and they will head back to Arlington. And uh, let me see, how about those UNLV Rebels? My goodness. Coach Barry Odom, I'm hoping to get him on the show tomorrow night. Uh, waiting back from Mark Wallington, SID, who does a great job there for years and years. But how about 5-1 and one for the Rebs? Went up to Reno and uh, got over that 40-point mark again five times in the first six games. Pretty impressive. I am just blown away the way this team is playing. And uh, they've got Colorado State coming in on Saturday. It is homecoming, and it's festive because not only homecoming, but it could be bowl eligibility after seven games, Mark Hoke. That is amazing. And, you know, they, they, they got a lot of good recruits in there. You know, they're good coach. I mean, it's been uh, it's been pretty phenomenal. I think it's now just a matter of you know how far can this team go? You know, their Air Force is unbeaten right now. They really do look like the top team outside of the Power Five at this point. And you know, their schedule certainly you know is going to be a little bit rough at the end of the season. You know, but Colorado State, eh, who knows? You don't you know? I don't really have a read on those guys. Uh, then you know they have they're at Fresno. At New Mexico, and then they they get Wyoming at home, so that's helpful. Uh, I mean, that as crazy as it sounds, Ken, that could be the key game to them, you know, playing for the uh, Mountain West Championship. But then they go to Air Force, and then have San Jose San Jose State at the end. So not an easy road for them coming up. But you know, they they you do what you do on your schedule. You take advantage of the teams that you know you can beat and do it. There you go. And Jade Maeva, the youngster from Liberty High School right here in town, doing a great job. Threw for 259, a couple touchdowns. Also rushed five times for 32 yards. Donovan Lester had 10 carries, 99 yards, and three touchdowns. And Vincent Davis, the transfer from Pitt, had uh, 17 carries, 71 more yards and a touchdown. So the Rebs continue to run the ball. They rushed for 259 over five. Point four yards per carry. Very impressive there. 45-27 the final up in Reno. So the Fremont cannon stays red, which is outstanding. Uh, Lewis didn't play a bad game for Nevada, but was playing catch-up pretty much the whole way from double digits down. Threw for two touchdowns for the pack and a couple interceptions. And they actually uh, rushed for 187, and Lewis had 115 of that. So he uh, accounted for over 400 yards of offense there for Nevada's Wolf Pack. But again, uh, Rebels taking care of business. You talk about consistency. How about Rebs? 259 passing, 259 rushing. Doesn't get better than there that. There you go. I'm there telling you, go. good stuff. Ricky White had seven catches for 166 and two touchdowns and just was uncoverable on Saturday up there at Mackey Stadium. And, again, the Rebs win at 45-27. If you bet on UNLV football, you made money again. They are taking care of business. Cannot wait for that game. Now, Mark, you, you said you can't get a read on Colorado State. I just want to tell you, one of the craziest games, and nobody, you know, outside of, you know, maybe a few diehard college football fans were up to even see it. And it was one of these crazy games. They were playing Boise State. They were down 30-10 to with a little more than six minutes to go in the game. 
and they made it 30 to 17, then 30 to 24. And then it looked like the clock was going to be run out by Boise, but Boise got a penalty. So that stopped the clock on a, I think it was on a false start. So that stopped the clock and they weren't able to kneel down and run the, run the clock out. So they uh, punted the ball away and Colorado state got the ball on their own 12 yard line with 22 seconds to go. And they end up coming down. They had an 11 yard reception, then a 33 yard reception, or I'm sorry, 44 yard reception. And that set it up for a 33 yard touchdown pass. You know, a miniature Hail Mary, but into the end zone, and the ball was batted back, and the guy was there to make the catch with no time on the clock. And that is the first time Colorado State has beaten Boise State. It's unbelievable. They went at 31 30 because there was no time left. They had to kick the extra point. Uh, game tied at 30. And Colorado State stunned Boise State. I mean, absolute wow. stunner. Yeah. That, so, that's I, amazing. Yep. Just yeah, absolutely. I, that's why the game's never over till it's over. I mean, they say that about baseball, but in, I mean, there is really nobody that paid attention, including myself, because I saw, and I was like, ah, maybe they'll cover the eight and a half. So then I saw it was uh, 30 to 17. I go, okay, they need one score to cover. And then they made it 30 to 24. And then I looked and I said, ah, there's less than 30 seconds. I go, okay, well, they covered. Looks like they're going to cover because Boise State's just going to run out the clock. And then I looked and I see 31-30. And I didn't like, I didn't say, I'm like, what? I'm like, how did that happen? I thought I saw end of game. And it did say end of game initially, like ESPN, if you're following scores, sometimes it'll say end of second half or end of second. And the score was 30-24. It said end of second mm-hmm. half. So I figured game was over. Well, they had not put up the touchdown that came on the board with no time on the clock to tie it at 30 and then subsequently kick the extra point. Colorado State won at thirty-one thirty. Yeah, and that's you know, and that team, you know, a lot of Nevada transfers. You know, obviously Norvell went over there and left the cupboard bare for the for the Wolfpack, who, by the way, are still and have been all season long at the bottom of CBS's bottom twenty-five rankings. They have been the number one team in that all season, and that that's rough to see. I mean, you know, even if you're a diehard UNLV fan, you never want to. See, you know, you like your rival to get beat, but you never want to see them do that. I mean, they are just, whew, they're bad. By the way, Ken, I wanted to throw one other thing real quick. You mentioned Liberty High School, who's probably one of the top two or three high school teams in Nevada. Well, mm-hmm. Bishop Gorman, by the way, won this week. And I don't know if you saw what happened on, you know, with the, uh, the big one in California where um, St. John Bosco beat Modern Day and Blew him out, beat him twenty eight nothing. Modern Day was number one, and Bishop Gorman was number two. So guess what, Ken? Yep, we may have the number one high school team in the country when the ratings come out this week. How about that? There you go, and they and they've done that uh, several times. They won three, as they call the mythical high school championships, probably in the last eight years uh, with the Sanchez brothers uh, doing a great job there. Uh, Tony handing the the torch down to Kenny Sanchez, who used to come on the show all the time. And, yeah, that's big time because uh, St. John Bosco, they went to Hawaii and they lost a bizarre game at the end, a game that they, similar to what, you know, Colorado State did to Boise. It was like one of those games where you thought it's over, St. John Bosco has it, and they end up losing. And St. John Bosco then turns the tables on modern day and just pummels them. And 28 nothing. The stadium there is Panish Family Stadium. So mm-hmm. you hear Panish, Shea Boyle, and Ravaputi, PSBR Law. Brian Panish was the one that footed the bill 
to build that stadium on campus right there in Bellflower at St. John Bosco. And that is one of the better programs year in, year out. And so Bryce Young, who comes out of modern day, his rival quarterback at the time was DJ Uyunglele mm-hmm. out of uh, Oregon State over that was at Clemson. And DJ doing his job and flexing his muscles up at Corvallis over the weekend as Oregon State was able to beat UCLA. So uh, we'll get into some of that college football as well, Mark. But right now, uh, they're nearing the end of the first half, and Dallas has the ball back, and a big pass to C.D. Lamb has them inside Charger territory. So against 7-7, this Charger team's frustrating. And, you know, really watching them, you know, Keenan Allen's good, but there's not that other receiver. They need it. You know, without Mike Williams, you've got to have another receiver step up. And I know uh, I thought the kid Johnston out of uh, TCU could be that guy, but not so far. And uh, so it's it's got to be frustrating for Herbert. And then Parham, the big tight end, has been banged up. They just, they're just lacking that other receiver. So that's why you'll see him dump off a lot to Austin Eckler, who's finally back in the uh, lineup there for the Chargers. But it's uh, Dallas right now that's on the move and looking with 44 seconds like they're going to be able to uh, get the lead. They'll be, they're already in field goal range, but they were stopped on a fourth and one, their last possession. Mark, uh, I'm watching a lot of these teams just, doesn't matter, college or pro, that if they have a fourth and one, a fourth and two, even early in the game, they're like, nope, we're not, we're not kicking the field goal. We're we're going for, uh, you know, the the first down or the touchdown or what. I mean, it's it's absolutely crazy. And how many times it comes back to haunt those teams that end up losing by two points or four points. I mean, I get it. You want to go and and but this analytical crap sometimes is is too much. And some of these teams just don't have the same uh, offensive skill set as other teams to where, you know, they don't have as many weapons or options and they come up short. And we saw the Giants screw up at the end of the first half uh, yesterday and then they end the game on the one-yard line. I'm just so appalled by what I watch as far as football to where when I see teams with a third or fourth, a fourth and one really, a fourth and one and you line up in the shotgun, I saw Buffalo do it last night, Josh Allen. They were literally on the one-yard line. When he took the snap from center and handed the ball off, the guy needed seven yards to get in the end zone. Cook, I think it was. You can't – like, are you kidding me? Like, Mark, I, I'm not trying to go old school like, you know, hey, you know, my generation's better and stuff. But back in the day, you could not stop. I mean, I'm going to say it was 85% that if a team got to the one-yard line, they would score. Under center, whether you had a split backfield or you had eye formation and you went went off tackle, or everybody seemed to have that one guy that was the up-and-over guy, right? So unless the middle linebacker or one of the linebackers timed it perfectly and hit that guy head-on in the air, they were getting in the end zone. Now you have all these teams, and I get it, you're running the majority of your stuff from shotgun. But how you cannot practice for close yarded situations or short yarded situations to where you're under center. First off, they're letting you get away with the push, you know, in the back. So Philadelphia has mastered that. But it's unbelievable that there's very few teams that have mastered that. It is unreal. So if you can't do that, how can you not go eye formation and have that first guy lead block or second guy go off tackle one way or the other or go up and over? How could it be that prehistoric that it's not going to work in this day and age? You know why it's not going to work? Because you don't freaking practice it. You do everything from the shotgun. And so instead of needing a fourth and one, you need a fourth and seven by the time you hand it off to the running back. It makes me throw up.
<laughs> well, you know, it bit Oregon this week too. They they had a bunch of fourth down plays that they went for it and didn't work out. You know, I, but I I think Ken that sometimes teams have oversimplified that. I think well, you know, because I, I, you've seen Tom Brady, for example, get all those quarterback sneaks, and everybody's just like, oh, we'll just run a quarterback sneak. It's all good. But you have to know you can't just simplify it down to that point because, for example, Ken, if I was trying to block a, a Las Vegas Raider and said, hey, we're going to run a quarterback sneak behind you, Hoke, they're like. Ugh. Okay, good luck. <laughs> I'll try and you know bite his kneecaps or something. But you know you have to know you have to know the matchups that you have, and you know if you aren't in a situation where you can just make that simple play, you know if your your interior linemen aren't as good as theirs, you're going to lose that fight. You're going to lose it. So you've got to do some different things, and you know. But then you say, you know, like you said going out of the shotgun is dumb too. You need to. You know, the old I formation, there's nothing wrong with that. And, you know, I think a lot of teams have gotten away from using a fullback. And, you know, I've, I've seen the Eagles do it and some other teams, you know, the, the Cowboys, you know, when, and when Moose was there, you know, very effective using a fullback. And, yep. it, you know, people, I, I think that one, they've oversimplified the offense that they're just trying to, you know, we're just going to QB sneak it. And the other, you know, and the other thing is, is I, I agree with you that the analytics sometimes, you know, you're you're prideful, and you think you know what? If my team can't get twelve inches, you know what? We don't deserve it. And you feel like you know your manly men can do it. And sometimes, well, their men are a little more manly than yours. So you have to be smart about it. And you know sometimes you know, run off tackle or you know run a trap or you know have just go to the guard side or something. You know there's a guard tackle gap. I I, I don't know. They, there's there's a lot of things that aren't making sense, and and I, but I agree with you, especially on the analytics. You got to know where you are in the field, and you got to know the situation, and you, know, you can't just look at a piece of paper and say, "Okay, I'm going to do this because my paper says this." No, you've got to think. That's what you're paid to do. So, there you go. All right. Well, Cowboys get a late field goal as the half expires. They lead it 10-7, so they do cover that first half. Dallas, by the way, closes as a favorite in this game, minus one and a half at the Westgate Superbook, total 49 and a half. You've got a ways to go if you bet the over tonight. Sport Picks Radio, come back, get you caught up. Uh, there's a bunch of games in the NHL, and uh, update that baseball game. Not looking good for the old Diamondbacks that came in, as Mark said, undefeated, but Philly did as well, and Zach Wheeler's on his game. We'll talk about it when we come back. We're going to get into the NFL. We're going to get into college football throughout the evening. Tons to talk Talk about SportsX Radio, 101.5 FMK Dawn, streaming live on that Odyssey app, A-U-D-A-C-Y. Great rewind feature. Follow the show at SportsX Radio, at Ken Thompson 87 Also, Mark Hoke's show, his Sunday morning professional wrestling show. You can follow him on Twitter, now known as X, of course, at Mark Hoke's show. So, uh, live from Vegas. We will uh, let you know that those archives are also up under those Twitter handles at Ken Thompson 87 and at SportsX Radio about 45 minutes after the broadcast. But if you haven't downloaded the Odyssey app, that's the easiest way to do things to where if you miss any part of the show, you can go back, use the rewind feature, and listen to the show in its entirety. We are live from Vegas, live PSB Arlo Studios. Ken Thompson, producer Mark Hoke, on a big show Monday. We're coming right back live from Vegas. And all my days, I hoped and I prayed. Someone just like you Make me feel the way you do Never, never gonna give you up I'm never, ever gonna stop Not the way I feel about you Girl, I just can't live without you Ah, Big Show Monday coming back with a little Barry White. 
Boy, uh, one of those voices that you just recognize right away. Philly is up 5-2 now as they uh, are through the middle of the sixth inning as you get a two-run homer from uh, Geraldo Perdomo after Longoria gets base hit. So 5-2, Phils lead it. They go to the bottom half of the sixth inning in Philadelphia. Game one, National League Series. Again, American League Series. Texas Rangers up two games to none on the Houston Astros, heading back to Arlington after a 5-4 win today. And there are your championship series. Keep an eye on this Phillies-Diamondbacks game as that cruise is on. Told you the uh, Cowboys up on top of the Chargers. That is 10-7 at the half. And uh, let's go check out the NHL. Got a bunch of games on a Monday night. And uh, let me see what we've got going on. The Knights are off tonight. But here's what we've got. Uh, Games going right now. The only game going right now has gone to overtime in the nation's capital is Calgary and Washington tied at two, just 25 seconds left in overtime. So they may go to a shootout momentarily. Florida was able to knock off Jersey on the road, a plus 160 there on the Panthers in a game that gets up and over the six and a half, four to three, the final Florida gets the win there. Detroit, Chris win a happy camper. This is Red Wings go on the road, shut out Columbus for nothing, a minus 135 on the wings total six and a half game stays under that total. The Rangers end up knocking off Arizona two to one. They were a minus 230 in that game, Madison Square Garden. Uh, Coyotes had won their first game, so they are 1-1 one one on the season. Rangers go to 2-1. and one. Six and a half was your total naturally. That game stays well under in Chicago with a familiar score that we've seen in those Vegas Golden Knights games. 4-1 to one the final there. Remember, all three uh, Vegas Golden Knights wins this year by a 4-1 count. Chicago beats Toronto by a score of 4-1 to one up there in Ontario, and that game also staying well under the total of 6.5. But how about those Blackhawks? A plus 320 tonight. Are you kidding me? Whee! 320. Yes, 100 Ka-ching! gets you back 320. Ka-ching! Yeah, that is just uh, one of those teams. They got that young kid, Connor Bedard, and uh, off to a good start. The Blackhawks got that opening game win in Pittsburgh where they trailed 2 nothing, came back and won that game 4-2. to two. So playing some uh, inspired hockey, the Blackhawks faithful, they are happy that they actually have a team that's going to be able to compete. And, again, we'll keep an eye on everything else. they got NBA preseason games going, not really getting into it, paying attention a little bit to uh, some of the stuff going on as far as the NBA. But uh, we'll get into that soon enough. Got the season starting up in just a little bit. And then college basketball. Hope to get Kevin Kruger, the head coach for UNLV, on real soon as well. I emailed Andy Grossman, who does a great job as the SID for the basketball. And uh, Krugs has a Coach Krugs has a good, solid squad. I'm thinking big things uh, out of the Mountain West this year with San Diego State coming back after making it to the finals last year. I'm telling you, there's a lot of good talent in the Mountain West as far as on the hardwood. And I think UNLV going to be fielding uh, one of their better teams over the last decade. So it should be, or probably the last 15 years. So it should be a lot of fun, Marco. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, this is going to be a great season in the Mountain West and nationally, you know, the AP poll just came out and Kansas got 46 of the 63 votes. Five different teams got first place votes. And of course, Kansas just dodged a massive, massive sanction from the NCAA. Mm-hmm. They, they escaped what could have been, you know, a five year, um, postseason ban and Bill Self getting nailed and, you know, getting the show clause. Well, I, I think a lot of it came from just because the situation was that a, a guy from Adidas paid one of their players, mm-hmm. and you know, I, I, I you know, and I was kind of say re- that Coach Self didn't know anything about it, right? Um, they didn't say it. They did. They gave him a small penalty, 
but nothing, nothing major. But that was, you know, it, I mean, it's just reading over it. And honestly, it was one of those things where, you know, you feel like maybe the NCA went for it too much. And, you know, they ended up going to an independent body that they, they work with. And, you know, all the charges got reduced down. So, you know, whether it was, you know, because it was Kansas, you know, who knows. But I got to say, you know, they're they're very fortunate. They are very fortunate because it could have been they had they had five tier one violations they were accused of and they got they got them all down to two and three. Yeah. Right, so well. save their season, man, because they could have been out. Yep, should be uh, one heck of a college basketball season. Like I said, I'm looking forward to it. Uh, one of my favorite sports. Enjoyed calling games for years. Uh, you know, just a real fun sport. And as you get through conference play and get towards March Madness. You know, I put it right up there with the college football. I love the NFL as well, but something about the college sports, I still love them probably a little bit more than the pro sports. But uh, getting back to the NFL, uh, let's finish up hour number one here on the Raiders. Garoppolo was 14-22, 162, had a touchdown and interception. Uh, but you see, he, you saw him wincing several times in the first half. Uh, he was just hurting big time, and it was his back. I didn't know if it was maybe the foot again, or you just don't know because Jimmy G has been so banged up. He's like one of those car engines that has like four or five different problems and uh, just needs to sit in the uh, in the old garage for about a month and get worked on. But he went out. Brian Hoyer stepped in, did an adequate job as a journeyman veteran and as somebody that's known the system and knows Coach McDaniels for a long time. So was able to come in and, and do a good enough job. And Michael Mayer stepping up again, uh, five receptions, 75 yards. That is so huge to see them use the tight end. Austin Hooper also had a couple catches for 19 yards. So you get 94 yards out of your tight end. You'll take that. And they got Trey Tucker into the uh, game. And we know that kid's got speed. Saw him play, you know, for years in college. And uh, just somebody that's, uh, you know, right now going to help out that offense. you got to take advantage of that speed. Josh Jacobs struggled again, 25 carries, 77 yards. Again, I'm just telling you, there's uh, – it's tough when you miss training camp, you miss those scrimmages, and even maybe a little preseason action. As good as your year was last year, your timing's still going to be off. I know his heart is there, and he's running as hard as he can. Had an 18-yard run, but other than that, he struggled big time. Uh, you take that 18-yard run away, that's 59 yards on 24 carries. That's two yards a carry, or two, a, little, two, a little more than two and 2.2 yards a carry. So, uh, But they did find a way to get the win, and again, if you ended up betting on the Raiders, you were rewarded at the end of the game with Max Crosby getting that half safety there along with Bilal Nichols as uh, they're able to get the quarterback in the end zone. And uh, Mac Jones goes down, and that was it. Went from 19-17 to 17 to 21-17. Raiders win it. All right, so uh, they go to 3-3. Three and three. Going to talk a bunch of NFL when we come back, and a lot of college football, a lot of wild games. Talked about that Colorado State-Boise State game, but we're going to hit the top 25 and get into some of those games. Mark Koch's uh, Penn State Nittany Lions, they were on cruise control with old UMass going to Happy Valley. How happy was that little uh, flight back to Massachusetts for Yawn. the Minutemen? Wasn't Yawn. too good. Yeah. Oh, well, come on. I don't know what Penn State's doing on the field with them in the middle of the season, but a lot of nice scrimmage to get ready for Ohio State. There you go. Going to look forward to that right now. The Buckeyes, a four-and-a-half-point favorite in Columbus at the Horseshoe. Hour number one in the books. SportsX Radio will keep things rolling, keep you updated on everything going, and we're going to get into everything that already happened live from Vegas, 101.5 FM. Kdon. we stream live on that Odyssey app, live from Vegas. Ken Thompson, producer Mark Hoke, will be right back. Hour number two coming right up.
Welcome back from halftime. It's just after 7 o'clock in the big city. Time to continue America's favorite Las Vegas sports show. Sports X Radio with Ken Thompson. <laughs> yeah. What up? Party's going on. Duh. Going to a party. Sports X Radio with Ken Thompson is brought to you by Hannah Shea Boyle and Rappaputi. Trial lawyers that get results. Steiner's Pub, a true Nevada style pub. Preventative Diagnostic Center. Rob Ritchie, Farmers Insurance. So get ready because Sports X Radio with Ken Thompson starts now. Now. All right, hour number two, KT Live, PSBR Law Studios in Las Vegas. Producer Mark Hoke with me and uh, Philly and Arizona. An error on the pitcher that came in for Philadelphia, that is Dominguez, uh, trying to get a double play, a ground ball back to the box with a man on first. He throws the ball into center field, so first and third, nobody out for Arizona. And then a line drive up the middle, and uh, they – Tried to double up the man on first. Initially, he was called out, but they've just overturned that. So one out, still men at the corners for Arizona. Top half of the seventh, 5-2 Phillies lead Arizona game one, National League Championship Series. Update the Cowboys and Chargers. Chargers right now in the red zone. They have driven 11 plays, 59 yards in 5 minutes and 30 seconds. They have a big third and 10 on the Dallas 16 as uh, they try to uh, either get even or take the lead. In that game, SoFi Stadium, it is the second half, Dallas and the L.A. Chargers. So keeping an eye on those. The Rangers ended up winning that game 2-1 to one against Arizona, and Washington won the uh, shootout against Calgary, and that was a 3-2 final. So that was it as far as the NHL. Uh, the Las Vegas Aces back in action on Wednesday, and that'll be game four from New York against the Liberty. Again, they only need to win one of the next two. Hopefully they can get it done in New York, but they got beat pretty good on Sunday. And Chelsea Gray, questionable to play on Wednesday's game. And if she doesn't go, that's a key cog there, somebody that scores 16 points a game and seven assists per game. That is huge as far as from your point guard. Uh, so, you know, Becky Hammond, like I said, said she'll be okay. And uh, she thinks they'll be able to, uh, you know, fill the void, but I don't know. And uh, Chelsea Gray is just a a big part of that team. So we'll see how things pan out on Wednesday night from New York. Right now, the Chargers have it. Similar situation to what Dallas had earlier and what we saw last night several times in that Giants and Buffalo Bills game, a fourth and one. This is a fourth and one from the Dallas 7 for the Chargers. And, you know, Mark Hoka, it is hard when you have – Inside the 10-yard line and you have a uh, one-yard that you only need to get one yard, but you're down 10-7, what do you do? I mean, here you have the Charger offense. I mean, I I get it if you go for it, if you miss it like they did. They end up going for it, and they didn't get it, but they tried to pass it. Again, I mean, it it just blows my mind, and it passes incomplete. So I'm just like, sometimes just, just take the points. Get even. Right. If you don't have something that you know is a surefire run to get that one yard, you're risking. There's too many things that can go wrong if you're trying to pass play on fourth and one. Yeah, and in that situation, you're down ten seven. It's not like you're you know if you were down you know fourteen thirteen seven or fourteen seven. You now to a point, I get that. I mean, because I do understand that if you're close, you know you don't know when you're going to get another opportunity to score a touchdown. So I understand that, but it's ten seven. You've got to look at the situation and say, let's tie this game up. 
And Staley is just crazy with that stuff. As I, I still don't know how he has managed to keep that job. You know, I don't, I don't know if he's got pictures of Spanos or something, but it's, <laughs> it's just the, the decisions he keeps making are just, I don't know, they're mind-boggling to me. I mean, he, no he's doubt. a professional coach. I'm sitting here in a booth, but still, take the points, please. Sacrifice fly for uh, Arizona makes it 5-3. That puts the game over. The total was 7.5 at the Westgate Superbook. 7 pretty much everywhere else in Vegas. Caesars also flexing a 7.5, but that game goes over the total. And uh, 5-3, Philly making a pitching move. Tying run will be coming to the plate with two outs in the top of the seventh. Again, Phil's 5, Diamondbacks 3. And I gave you all the other scores. Uh, Cowboys have the ball now inside their own 10-yard line, leading 10-7 with nine minutes to go in the third quarter. Monday night football against the Chargers from SoFi in Los Angeles. Let's go back real quick because we're going to get into a lot of college football. But let's go and talk a little NFL football. And uh, we've been talking all about this this Cowboys-Chargers game. And we touched on the Raiders game. Again, a big win for the Raiders to get to 3-3. But there were some other wild games. Now, the Sunday night game, Mark, when Daniel Jones was announced that he wasn't going to play, the Giants were also missing three offensive linemen. You're thinking they're going to Buffalo. Buffalo's coming off the loss in London to Jacksonville. So unless they're just jet-lagged and not up for the game, you know, they should take care of business in a big way. And that's why the line went up to 15.5. Buffalo minus 15.5. Buffalo didn't even score. 15 points in the mm-hmm. game. Unbelievable. I mean, to where uh, the Giants actually had them shut out, and it was 6 nothing at the end of the first half, and they had the ball, and I tweeted this out. This is absolutely un- unreal. Uh, they had the ball with about, I want to say, 47 seconds, somewhere in that neighborhood. Uh, they then go for it on like a second down, and they're like a yard short, but – Dable's over there on the sideline, and he's calculating it's going to be a third and one. And he lets the clock, like, tick down, like, seven, eight seconds. And, and he's looking at the ref, and then he calls timeout, like almost like a, a coach would do when it's going to be to where he's going to take that timeout right before he's going to kick a game-winning field goal with two seconds. Like, he's got his hand right there making the tee, and then he snaps his hand on top of the other hand and makes that that call. Well, he did this. There was nothing. It was going to be a third and one from the 10-11 yard line, and he's waiting, and he's looking. I'm like, what are you doing? I mean, you got to get the – you need a touchdown. I know you don't want to leave them any time, but you're you're screwing yourself. What happens is they have no timeouts. They're on the one-yard line. And then they end up handing the ball off to Saquon Barkley. Barkley doesn't make it. That was at the end of the first half. And, and they never get uh, another playoff. That, and the, the clock runs out. And then at the end of the game, they're down by those five points, 14 to 9. And again, where are they? The same, they're going into the same end zone. They're on the one-yard line again. There's literally two seconds left. So it's Tyrod Taylor, who's in, and former Buffalo Bill as well. And he throws the ball to Darren Waller. And you can see it is blatant holding on Waller's uh, left arm. He's trying to get his left arm up to get both arms on the ball in the back of the end zone. And you see the tug of the shirt, and it's, it's held on to. And they never make that call. And if that game is not in Buffalo and the Bills are not 15.5-point favorites, that call is made. I, I, I don't care. You know, it, it is what it is. I didn't have any money on the game. 
But you've got to call things fair and square. And for New York to see that to where they have all the all these people there to, you know, to watch to make sure the games are being officiated correctly. How do you miss a blatant call like that? And of course, now they've taken out, you know, the challenges as far as pass interference. And so I get that because there's going to be uh, maybe too many challenges. But if there's something blatant that happens, you've got to be able to do like college football and whistle down and say, hey, you know what? We saw this. It's egregious enough that it's got to be called. And with the game on the line, you know, Darren Waller only had one arm to try and make a catch in the back of the end zone. Couldn't do it. And Buffalo escapes with a win. Yeah, it's a tough break. I mean, the Giants, as busted up as they were, played their hearts out. And, yeah, it's it's a shame. There's, oh, boy, you know, that's the, the officiating, you know, it's not easy to do. I mean, I, but I agree with you. If there's something that's that bad, you know, you've got to be able to make the adjustment. I, you know, but you know what? Keeps the Giants out of the uh, away from the Eagles. So, you know what? I'm, I'm, I'm happy. <laughs> but, yeah, that, that's tough. But, yeah, they, but – you know, the Giants did play so hard, and, and that's one thing that they do. I mean, you know, they played out of their minds last year, you know, had a pretty iffy schedule. But they've at least been going out and giving a pretty good effort this season, you know, even in these defeats. And, you know, to do what they did to Buffalo, you know, I don't, you know, and I'm not sure if they did it as much as maybe the Bills did it to themselves, but, oh, boy, I can't, you, every time you think Buffalo is going to break through, they do this. You know, yep. you're like, what's going on with these guys? It's just so much talent on that team. So, I don't know. It was, that was just a weird night. I know it was. I mean, when you're watching that game, and if you're a Bills fan, you're going like, what are we doing? And then they kept, you know, they, they just kept handing the ball off. And, uh, you know, Cook didn't run a, you know, had some good runs and everything. But, I, I mean, you you have Diggs and Gabe Davis. And, you know, Kincaid didn't play, but you still had – you know, you still have Knox. You still have, you know, some good skill position players. They just look like they were going through the motions. And maybe it was part of the jet lag coming back to where, you know, they're coming back from losing to Jacksonville over there in London, getting back and then thinking, okay, we got this team that's all beat up. We're going to crush them. Maybe the mindset. And, you know, they look like they were sleepwalking. And uh, they're fortunate they come out with a victory. Uh, Ravens got things going early. Speaking of London, it's the last game from London. 24 to 16 was the final. They beat the Titans. Derrick Henry ended up with 97 yards, had one big run and a touchdown. Uh, Lamar Jackson and company looked like they had the game under control by halftime, up 18 to 3, but they let the Titans back into it to where it was 18 13, and the final score ended up being 24 to 16. So Baltimore got the win and the cover when it was all said and done. And then Washington, Des Ritter threw for a couple touchdowns over 300 yards, but he had three interceptions. Oh, that was ugly. Oh, I'm telling you, some of those passes were just like, you got to be kidding me. Uh, Drake London had nine receptions, 125. And, uh, you know, again, uh, you know, Washington making plays when they need to. Howell only threw for 151, but he had three touchdown passes. They only rushed for 72 yards. Uh, but McLaurin did his job, six receptions for 81. And uh, the defense stepped up when they had to and uh, got some big plays. They gave up, though, five sacks to Atlanta, but somehow found a way to win that game, 24 to 16 Washington and the old commanders get the W there. And uh, that's a, that's a good one for them. They'll take it. You know, it hasn't been easy for them, but they go to three and three on the season and they're two and one away from home. And then the game I got wrong, uh, you know, Justin Fields did not play well and he ended up getting hurt, but the bears end up losing to the Minnesota Vikings. Kirk Cousins only threw for 181 and a touchdown. You told me that I, did, I said the bears won by 
15 points because the way they had been scoring points and Fields had been throwing the ball and running the ball, I figured they're going to, you know, they're going to put up points. But he went down. He was just 6 of 10 for 58 yards and an interception. And Tyson Badgett, who's a Division II player, ended up coming on, uh, threw for 83, had an interception. But he rushed the ball for a touchdown and uh, Foreman at 65 on the ground. So the Bears were there in 1913, but Minnesota was able to run out the clock. The Vikings were 22 carries for 46 yards, 2.1 per carry. I mean, you don't think they missed Alvin Cook? Because Alexander Madison has been struggling mightily. That team is struggling in the run game big time. And I don't get it. Unless he got hurt, I wasn't watching that game closely. But Cam Akers, one carry for eight yards and one reception for seven yards. So you trade it for the guy, get him into the lineup. Yeah, that's it. You know, those are, I mean, the Bears are a mess. And, you know, they, they're not. They're probably not going to get the first pick just because of how badly Carolina is playing, but they're going to be right there with another top five pick, and they're just they're just garbage. And unfortunately, you know the Vikings, you know, bits of you know lots of talent here and there, but they just cannot find a way to put it together. But it's a nice win for them. I mean, you know you can't you can't lose that one. I mean, with your season, you know their season's on the line pretty much every week for the next three or four weeks. They've got to find a way to get back into it. I don't think it's going to happen, but. You know, it's just fortunately they were playing a really bad team. There you go. Meanwhile, good, pretty good game uh, as far as you know the decision on the line till the end was Seattle at Cincinnati. Bengals end up winning seventeen thirteen. Geno Smith though a couple interceptions and uh, at the wrong times looked like Seattle was moving in and was going to be able to score and uh, they get short circuited and the Bengals hold on seventeen thirteen. But this is not the same. Joe Burrow-led Cincinnati Bengals team that we've been seeing the last couple of years. I do not think this team is that good right now. Well, I think they're still pulling it together. But, yeah, they, you know, the, the Burrow injury kind of threw everything off, and they just haven't quite been able to get back into sync. But, you know, give some credit to Seattle. They're a good team. And, you know, if Geno Smith doesn't throw those interceptions, maybe they, they pull that one out. But, and, you know, that's a, that's a clash of a Seattle team is probably going to win 10 games. Pretty solid group, you know, taking on a Bengals team that, you know, I had still picked to go to the Super Bowl this year. We'll see if they can pull it off. But, yeah, it's just, you know, we're seeing so much. If, if you hear the tone of my voice when I'm talking about a lot of these games, it's just that everybody's, so many teams are so inconsistent this year. We're seeing a lot of good defensive play. But just, man, you, you look at some of these box scores and it shakes your head. Like what's going on here? Is this like a Division Two college football? Ugh. Talking about well, talking about uh, defense. I mean, I had the Cleveland Browns. I said nine and a half points too many. I know it's a backup quarterback. I know it's PJ Walker. He threw a couple interceptions, but that team with the weather, I just figured you know it's going to be inclement. They're going to hang in there with the Niners and hang in there. They did till the end. They end up winning the game nineteen to seventeen. So both of the last two unbeaten's both from the NFC, the Niners and the Eagles both go down. Philly was actually the last remaining undefeated team, which is what that prop was up in a lot of sports books. So I would think that's probably the way that it went down because Philadelphia didn't lose till later on in the day against the Jets. So, uh, But the Browns will take it. They go to 3-2, and two and the Niners drop to 5-1. and one. And for the first time, Brock Purdy looked human. It's maybe time, Ken. There's, I mean, the Cleveland's defense is really good. But, you know... People are going to start to figure some things out with him, you know. I and I hate to bring the name up, I even hate saying the guy's name, but you think about Colin Kaepernick, who it took him about a year, year and a half to figure him out, and once they did, done. 
and I'm not saying that Brock Purdy is is done by any means, but you know, if Cleveland now you've got a, some tape of teams shutting him down, and you know, and it didn't help McCaffrey got hurt, and you know, they they had some guys get beat up in that game, but you know, maybe teams are starting to kind of piece it all together with him, and you know, put make send him some different looks that he just isn't experienced enough to handle. So, you know, maybe you know, over the next couple of weeks it'll be interesting to see what he does and how he'll have to adjust. You know, it's it's just like baseball too, you know, a guy comes up as a rookie, tears it up and then the sophomore season you always see him kind of you know drop back a little bit many times because teams have managed to come up with game plans and adjust and Purdy's going to have to do that too. So, we'll see what happens if they're going to get away with Mr. Irrelevant being their quarterback of the future. Yeah, and you talk about Christian McCaffrey. He get he gets banged up. Uh, Debo Samuel, who was talking crap after they pummeled Dallas last week, saying, you know, be careful what you wish for because if we get you again, it may not even be that close. And that game, of course, finished 42-10, 49ers. But Samuel got hurt. He never did anything, so he got humbled there. And then George Kittle, one reception for one yard. So, you know, Cleveland's defense, they were real. And, uh, you know, they end up getting after Brock Purdy. They had three sacks, five tackles for loss. And came up big. Uh, I'm telling you, that defense, Miles Garrett and those guys, they are solid. Yeah, so, and, and it's just too bad that they have a mess of quarterback and they lost Nick Chubb. Now, they they would be a playoff contender. And I don't know if they – I just still have a hard time when I look down through the team seeing them making it. But they're going to be a pain to anybody that plays them with that D. Yeah, no doubt. All right, so the uh, the Niners go down. And we'll take a break in just a sec, but let me duck in another game or two here. Uh, by the way, update you that the Chargers have it second and goal, uh, third quarter late, and uh, Herbert is right now being flushed out of the pocket. And yeah, there he's down on the six yard line, so it'll be third and goal. <laughs> I just saw Brandon. Uh, I think my feed's a little ahead of yours, Ken, and I just saw Brandon Staley just put his hands on his head and cringe. That and that is that is the pose for Brandon Staley. Someone should make a meme out of that. No, that's Kellen Moore. Kellen Moore that's doing that. The offensive coordinator. Oh, okay. I'm sorry. There you go. Oh, that that ball just went sailing. All right. So there they go. What is man? These two teams just. If you're a fan of the Chargers or the Cowboys, you just have to be pulling your hair out, not knowing why they can't get it together. Yeah, and why? I mean, you would think this would be a high-scoring game, right? On Monday Night Football, you would think this game would be in the twenties for sure. Yeah, they just you know they're just little pieces here and there, and you know, honestly, you know, Jerry Jones sticks his nose in when he shouldn't. He needs to step back a little bit, and you know, Spano's not the best owner either, and it just kind of goes all the way down. It's hmm, I don't know, man. I mean, I don't mind seeing the Cowboys, you know, choke every year. It's fine with me. Just in terms of what they should be doing, they should be a lot better than what they are. All right. Two teams that we haven't mentioned tonight are KT's picks to get to the Super Bowl early on. I know we're uh, you got to have a lot of things go well and teams stay healthy. Still got 11 games on the regular season schedule. But two teams that we haven't talked about, I think, have a great chance to be in the Super Bowl. And, uh, and I'm not talking about Mark Hoke's Eagles either. Why? So we already talked about the 49ers. Well, that's not my pick. I mean, that, of course, <laughs> will be your pick. But we'll talk about it when we come back. SportsX Radio, they're tied at 10. The Chargers settle for a field goal. A minute eight to go in the third quarter. Chargers 10, Cowboys 10, Monday night football. And uh, Phillies continue to lead 
Last I saw, they had a man on second in the bottom of the seventh, and they do, and the Diamondbacks have gone to the bullpen. One out, still a 5-3 Phillies lead, and uh, we'll keep an eye on that game as well. 5-4, if you missed it, Texas beat Houston. A 2-0 lead for the Texas Rangers in the American League Championship Series, and we gave you all the hockey scores earlier. We've got the uh, Las Vegas Aces back in action on Wednesday night, back in New York, and again, we'll check in with T.C. Martin. Also open to have Coach Barry Odom from UNLV, come up uh, hopefully on tomorrow night's broadcast and remember that uh, UNLV has homecoming coming up Saturday against Colorado State and they look to go 6-1 and one with the win over the Rams. We are live from Vegas 101.5 FMK Dawn streaming live on that Odyssey app. A-U-D-A-C-Y download it now. Keep it right here. Ken Thompson, producer Mark Hoke we're coming right back at about another 35 minutes to go on SportsX Radio Big Show Monday. Uh, September. I know we're in October, but a little September Earth, Wind, and Fire coming back on a big show Monday. Ken Thompson, producer Mark Hoke, PSBR Law Studios here in Las Vegas. Monday Night Football tied at 10, Chargers-Cowboys. They go to the 8th in Philadelphia. Phil's still up 5-3. Diamondbacks get out of a little trouble there in the bottom half of the 7th inning. Got that heart going a little bit today, watching Texas and Houston. Astros battling back. They were down 4-0 after the first half inning, and then 5-4. And you get your heart going because LeClerc had to come in and shut the door on those Houston Astros. Speaking of heart, that's right, your health and the health of those you love, never more important. That's why I'm always talking about the Preventative Diagnostic Center. Dr. John Pearson Company do an incredible job. And we're fortunate here in the Vegas Valley that we have the only scanner of its kind in the region. It gives you early detection before signs and symptoms of more than two dozen ailments like heart disease and lung disease. It is the Preventative Diagnostic Center. You can check out the website. It is pdcenterlv.com, pdcenterlv.com. You've got the scanner on there. But you can give a call, set up that free educational consultation. Make sure you let them know Ken Thompson SportsX Radio sent you. You got the 702 down for Vegas. Vegas, 534-7900, 534-7900, Comfortable scan takes a few minutes. A few days later, you get a detailed report from a board-certified radiologist. Doesn't get any better than this, folks. A heart CT scan and calcium score special. They've been running it now for better than two years, and hundreds of you have gone in to get your hearts checked out. Very, very important. Make sure those arteries aren't clogging up. Guys don't want to get blindsided by that widowmaker. And ladies, you do understand that heart disease annually is the number one killer of women here in the United States, exceeds all the cancers combined, heart disease, number one killer of women. So you got to get down there, get that free educational consultation by leaving your name and number, and then get in there and get that heart CT scan and calcium score. It's a $600 value. It costs you $125. Your significant other is absolutely free. So the two of you can get your hearts checked out for a total of $125, $1,200 value. Early detection is key. Get peace of mind. Take charge of your health. While you're in there, they'll let you know how you can get all your organs scanned. And I'm telling you, folks, it is worth it. Demographically, got to be between the ages of 40 and 72 years of age. But it is worth it to have that peace of mind because peace of mind is key. Uh, early detection is key. Get peace of mind. Take charge of your health. Preventative Diagnostic Center, 
800-529-7900. Producer Mark Hoke with KTP uh, PSBR Low Studios here in Las Vegas. And uh, we're finishing up NH, uh, NFL. I was going to say NHL, but we gave you all those NHL scores before keeping an eye on this Charger and Cowboys game, which is now at the end of the third quarter. And Cowboys will have a third and 11 when they come back to start the fourth quarter. Uh, but as we talk about uh, the big things going on, in the NFL, well, it's big for us here in Vegas that the Raiders have, able, have been able now to win two in a row to get back to three and three. Uh, but two of the teams I said that I would like uh, to see in the Super Bowl or that I think have a decent chance, one of those teams is the Miami Dolphins. And I know they got off to a sluggish start yesterday at home. They were 14-point favorites, and they trailed 14 nothing to Carolina after the first quarter. But that's what shows you a team like, you know, Miami that, Mark, they – you don't feel like you're in trouble when when you're down 14 nothing with that Dolphins offense. And two ends up throwing for over 260 and three touchdowns. And then Mostert on the ground with Achan going down, doing a nice job, had 17 carries, 115 yards, and two touchdowns. Tyreek Hill, Tyreek Hill is still hell on wheels, basically, for defensive backs to try and cover that guy. He had six receptions, 163, and a touchdown. I thought he had tweaked the hamstring when he was holding the back of his leg. Uh, there in the third quarter, but he was able to uh, come back, finish the game, and they win it 42-21, to 21, so you get the win and the cover, and there's not many teams that can do that. You're laying 14, you're down 14, so basically you got to make up 28 points just to push. They make it up and then some and end up covering the game, but that is a, a, a really good offense, the best in football right now, and a team that I'd like to see get to uh, the promised land. I think they're good enough to represent the AFC this year. Yeah, if they can play a little defense, I mean, you're looking at some of these other teams in the AFC that are, you know, Buffalo, Cincy, Kansas City are all playing some sluggish football right now. So the you know the door is really open for them that if they can you know unleash that offense and hell on earth in a game, you know they there's they're they got chances good as anybody's at this point. I think that you know I mean the other factor that you have to take in of course is that Carolina is just horrendous. So. You know, take take it a little grain of salt a little bit, but that Miami D offense is very explosive, and if if Buffalo and KC and Cincy don't start getting consistent, you know, the, I guess Miami probably well they, they they're leading the division right now, so they've they've got a shot to you know maybe maybe get the second or third seed. So we'll see what kind of matchup they get, but. You know, I I don't know if they'll get the top record, but man, they're they're in a good position, Ken. I I I agree with you. I like them. Yeah, they. I mean, they they just look like a team that again doesn't have all their weapons now. And Achan really stepped up and was running the ball well. But when you have Mostert to step in and replace him and do the job that he did yesterday, that is key. And of course, they will be taking on your Philadelphia oh, Eagles boy. coming up. Uh, that'll be what Sunday night football. Um, I'm not sure. I haven't looked. Yeah, at I think that's Sunday night football. Yet. Uh, Miami at Philadelphia, so that'll be a lot of fun. They do play Kansas City as well, and uh, that will be on November the 5th. They have Kansas City, and that is in Germany. That is the game that is in Germany, in Frankfurt. So that'll be interesting, but that could actually end up turning out to maybe be for that number one seed tiebreaker down the line. Uh, Let me roll on through real quick, finish up the NFL. Uh, Texans beat New Orleans 20-13. to Derek Carr threw for 353 and a touchdown, but I mean, you can't score just 13 points when you get that much passing yardage. You got to do better than that. And uh, Texans, you know what? They're three and three right now. 
They're right there in the hunt. They're only a game back behind the Jaguars, who took care of business against the Colts at home. I mean, Minshew threw for 329 for the Colts, with Richardson now announced today that he is going to be out for the year. So, oh, wow. Minshew, yeah, that just came across about an hour ago. Uh, three interceptions for Minshew. And Jackson was able to take care of business behind Trevor Lawrence, 37 to 20, the final from Jacksonville. Uh, the Rams 26 to nine. They struggled in the first half, only put up a six spot trail. The Cardinals nine six, but they shut them out in the second half, 20 to nothing. Uh, Dobbs did a decent job trying to move that Cardinal offense, but didn't get much help there on the ground. Williams had a big game on the ground, 158 and a touchdown for the Rams. Uh, but he was banged up, so we'll have to see if he can go. He had hurt the ankle. And then what happened to your Eagles? I mean, they let the Jets hang around, hang around, hang around, and Philly didn't even score in the second half. I know Lane Johnson went down, but for your Eagles not to score, and it's a good Jets defense, there's no question, but they got shut out 11 nothing in that second half, and the Jets burst the Eagles' bubble as the Eagles dropped to 5-1. and one. Hertz did throw for 280 and a touchdown, but three INTs. Yeah, well, you know, number one, that – that Jets defense scared me. Uh, and then when you turn the ball over four times, I mean, you know, what are you going to do? You know, they, they played a, they played about as bad a game as they could have, and they paid for it. And, boy, I'll tell you, the Jets, you know, I don't know if you saw the story coming out that they're talking that Aaron Rodgers may be able to get back towards the end of the season. Boy, if they can just hang in there, Ken, that could be a really dangerous team if they can find a way to get to the playoffs and, and the way things are going, you know, nine wins might do it. So, you know, if they can just kind of split the rest of the way, look out, man, because that is a team that's got a great running game. Uh, you know, they, they have people to throw to, and that defense is unbelievable. And they were actually shorthanded yesterday, too. So, yep. you know, I know Tom Biola probably doesn't want to hear this, but be optimistic about the New York Jets. Yeah, Brees Hall had a little bit of trouble running at 12 carries, 39 yards, but got in the end zone. Also had five receptions, 54 yards, and Garrett Wilson, eight catches for 90 yards. He is solid. There's no doubt he is going to be an incredible receiver if he stays healthy throughout his career. And you're right, if Aaron Rodgers is throwing the ball, I'm thinking Garrett Wilson's one of the leading receivers in the league, no doubt. Uh, DeAndre Swift, 10 carries for 18 yards. That's what's concerning if you're a Philly fan. I know Lane Johnson went down. I, again, I'll echo that again. Uh, but Hertz had eight carries for 47 yards and a touchdown. But between Swift and Gainwell, you had 12 carries for 31 yards. Boston Scott, two for two. So, I mean, you had 14 carries for 33 yards from your running backs. That's not going to get it done. A.J. Brown, he continues to be a B7 catches, 131 for the Eagles. Uh, but the Jets give him credit. And Zach Wilson not losing the game. That's what they told him. Just don't lose the game. He got sacked five times, but he didn't turn the ball over, and that was huge. And uh, Jets end up winning that game 20-14 to 14 and shocked a lot of people, including me. And not you, though, because you, uh, you took the Jets in the points, and you said the Jets are going to hang in there. And I give you credit. You were dead on. And so, Yeah, they, uh, yeah and, and, you know, the, the, the issue that always that comes up when the Eagles lose a big lineman, you know, when they've lost Kelsey or they've lost Miata or they've lost, you know, losing Lane Johnson or something, you know, it, they always – seem to need a week to adjust. You know, they, they're not as deep in those positions. They've got a, they have probably the best offensive line in football, but when they, you know, something happens, they kind of have to figure out the ways to move everybody around and adjust me, put some people at different positions. And that takes a week off. So yeah, wasn't uh, was a pretty ugly day for the Eagles old line and you know, couldn't run the ball, which is, 
you know, their offense is predicated on. So hopefully it'll get a bit next week. Well, I hope Lane's able to come back next week. That would be all right because this is the Dolphins. There you go. Uh, Lions also had trouble running the ball. 22 carries, 40 yards against Tampa Bay. However, Goff threw for 340 and two touchdowns, no picks, and Detroit wins at 20-6. to six. That's the other team that when they're clicking on all cylinders is good enough to uh, upset the Niners or the Eagles in the NFC. And, again, I know they got a lot of work to do. But Jared Goff, Mark, I'm telling you, he's a lot better than I ever thought he was going to be after he left the Rams. I thought, ah, this guy's done. I really didn't think Detroit would have him for more than a year. And he has proved me wrong. And this team, you know, I'm on Ross St. Brown as a beast. There's no doubt. And Jamison Williams stepping up now. I know they're down a receiver, but it's still a pretty good uh, receiving core. And Sam Laporta had a tough night, but they have Josh Reynolds as well. So there's a lot of weapons there. I know Montgomery got dinged up. So Craig Reynolds had to do the bulk of the uh, running there out of the backfield. But when they're all healthy, if they're ready to roll in the uh, postseason, this Lions team, they're going to be dangerous. Very dangerous. And, you know, they're starting to figure out how to play some defense, too. You know, with Hutchinson, I mean, they're, they are really, they're going to be tough to beat. They will be really tough because they're not, they're not losing that division. I mean, there's no way. So, you know, they're, they're going to get at least home field in the first game and, you know, better watch out for those guys. I mean, you know, I know, I know Chris hates when I say it, but, uh, the Honolulu Blue is pretty, pretty solid. But you also have to give Tampa credit too for really shutting them down. Boy, if they could, if they had a running game and an offensive line, that that defense is fantastic. I mean, they've kept them in just about every game. It just and Baker Mayfield's just got no help down there. So you know they'll know where the focus is for the draft. But I feel kind of bad for Baker and and the D because they've got to be looking around saying, "Come on, just I just need a little bit," you know? Yeah, no doubt. I mean, clock management and also a lack of tackling. Guys wrapping up. Happens at all levels. Dallas just got a touchdown. Took the lead 17-10. But it's uh, courtesy of the Chargers. Not wrapping up around the Dallas 45-yard line. Pollard turns it into a huge play. And Dallas able to cash in. So 17-10 Cowboys. 11-19 to go in the fourth quarter from L.A. And uh, the Phillies putting away the Diamondbacks. They're in the bottom half of the eighth inning. Still 5-3 men on first. Two outs for Philadelphia. They need three more outs to grab game one in that best-of-seven series. And again, two games to none. Texas leading Houston after a 5-4 win over the Astros today. Come back, hit up on the college football. We let you know that UNLV took care of business in a big way up in Reno. Got that cannon staying painted red. Fremont Cannon and uh, Coach Odom hoping to get him on the show tomorrow night, but off to a 5-1 and one start in his career uh, here in Vegas. And, you know, the Rebs playing with some fire. They're not just, you know, squeezing out little games by a point, two points, five points. They're winning these games handily. And uh, homecoming coming up Saturday at Allegiant Stadium. Looking forward to that. And uh, Colorado State coming in town off a huge come-from-behind win, scoring 21 points in the last 640 to beat Boise State 31-30, a wild one in Boise on Saturday. We are live from Vegas Sports X Radio, 101.5 FM. And uh, that's K Dawn, of course, and streaming live on that Odyssey app. And the reason I stopped is because that game was in Fort Collins, was in Colorado, was not in Boise. So a big win for the hometown fans there for Colorado State. Ken Thompson, Mark Hoke will come back. We're going to hit the college football rapid fire and get in uh, some of the review. And uh, then we'll close out a big show Monday. And we'll be back with a Fat Tuesday tomorrow night right here, courtesy PSBR Law Studios in Las Vegas. SportsX Radio, again, 101.5 FM. K-Dawn streaming live on that Odyssey app. We're coming right back to wrap things up. Keep it right here. Hey. Uh, just a little.
wait for that part because there's been many versions of that song today. Maurice Williams and the Zodiacs bringing us back here on a big show Monday. Mark Oak's been in the hits. Ken Thompson live, PSBR Law Studios, SportsX Radio in Las Vegas, 101.5 FMK, Don streaming live on the Odyssey app. Congratulations to Kyle Larson winning the NASCAR Cup Series at the Las Vegas Motor Speedway. And uh, also, how about uh, over there, Shriners? Don't want to forget Tom Kim gets it done by a stroke. Uh, wins over 1.5 million right there at TPC Summerlin. He's a kid, man, and he's unbelievable. This this guy's already won three tournaments. Tom Kim, keep an eye on him. 20 under par over there at TP Summerlin. Uh, Cowboys up 17, 10, 9, 20 to go. Chargers having trouble with a bunch of penalties on this drive after uh, Keenan Allen was wide open and Herbert overthrew him by about a yard. And, I mean, he'd have had about a 45-yard game uh, had the ball been on the money, but one that got away from Justin Herbert. Cowboys up 17-10 and uh, hoping to get the ball back right now. They have the Chargers on a third and 11, was just second and 24, and uh, uh, broken up pass there. And uh, Dallas will get the ball back with 8.55 to go. The Chargers will have to boot it back. So let's get into the college football a little bit. And uh, go rapid fire as far as college football with some um, just some wild stuff on Saturday. Uh, really got going on Friday night, Mark. Uh, oh. That Deion Sanders Colorado game, and I was out with Christina, my wife, and had Stanford uh, with the points, and they were down twenty nine nothing at halftime, and then they put up a nineteen spot in the third quarter, and I'm thinking like, all right, they're going to cover this game, just get another score. And they end up winning the game in overtime, 46-43. Uh, Shador Sanders, Deion Kidd, threw for five touchdowns, 400 yards, but a key interception. And Stanford, got to give them credit, they never quit. And in double overtime, they knock off Colorado in Boulder, 46-43. Yeah, and perhaps if Shakur hadn't been uh, putting up on his Instagram and putting up uh, you know, stuff about selling his merchandise, maybe he wouldn't have thrown that interception. Hmm? Just a thought. Unbelievable, Ken. And, you know, well, you know, and, and when after the Colorado State game, I know when uh, I was in here with Jose Vellante, I said they're not going to go to a bowl. This team, this this program is getting out of hand. They're not focusing, and they're going to blow this. They're going to probably lose to one of the Arizona teams. I didn't think they'd lose to Stanford, though. That was That is stunning. But, you know, you they've bought into the celebrity. And, you know, ESPN – you know, it's oh, it's it's Deion Sanders. We're gonna make it sound like he's, this is the greatest team ever because they won a couple games early. Well, guess what? You know, you got to get through a whole season, and you know, Dion lost his last game at Jackson State, lost that Celebration Bowl, and you know, he of all people, he should know about keeping these kids focused. And you know, they are Ken. They're not going to make a bowl. They they won't even. There's a good chance they're not even going to get to the the five-win plateau where they can maybe fill in, I they're going nowhere, man. And and that is comes down to the coaching. And Dion had better learn that, you know, this ain't Jackson State. you got to bring it every week and every second you're on the field. Yeah, their last five games at UCLA, Oregon State at home, Arizona at home, at Washington State, at Utah. There's yeah, no, the Pac-12 is a gauntlet. There's no there's win no there. Question. There's no win there for them. Yeah. Would you agree? Uh, 
you know, the way Arizona's playing, they'd nope. have to, yeah, no, the way they'd have to, well, Washington State has played a couple clunkers, but I did have Arizona in that game, and they went up to the Palouse and they dominated Wazoo. That was impressive Stunner. there. Yes, uh, 36 33, Washington holds off Oregon. Uh, both teams making mistakes. Or, uh, Washington uh, got the lead up to 10, but then Oregon battled back, and then Oregon had a game tying field goal and uh, just went, it tailed right last second there. And instead of overtime, Washington escapes with a 36-33 win. Oh, Ken, Notre Dame, and, and I'm sorry, real quick, uh, Philly just turned a double play in the top of the ninth. Game is over. Philadelphia beats Arizona 5-3. to 5-3, there you go. So if you laid the run and a half with Wheeler, you end up cashing in on that one. Philly leads that series one game to none. They'll play game two tomorrow. Uh, Notre Dame thumped USC. And uh-huh. I was wondering, you know, Brad Powers was on USC. Uh, there were several other guys I know were on USC, and I didn't like it. And, uh, you know, I, now I thought they had a chance, but they were dominated. They were down 24-6 at halftime, and the game wasn't that close. Uh, you know, Caleb Williams definitely not going to win the Heisman this year. One touchdown, three interceptions. And they were never really in the game. And Hartman took it to USC, and the run game uh, was solid for Notre Dame, 48-20 to in South Bend. So USC basically would have to run the table, and they're not going to do that, I don't think, inside. they got to go to Autzen Stadium. I don't think they win that game against Oregon. Uh, you know, Hopefully they can beat Washington. Right now the Huskies move in uh, to that number five, inside the top five now as they were sitting at seven, and they moved up to number five. They are 6-0. and and still 3-0 in the Pac-12, but they've got to go to Southern Cal. So we'll see. Alabama fortunate to escape Arkansas against Arkansas. Got outscored 15-3 second half in Tuscaloosa, and were able to uh, run out the clock there at the end, but 24-21. Uh, Milro didn't play a great game. Wasn't bad, but i uh, got to love Pittman's guys. Arkansas, they never quit. Uh, North Carolina took care of business 41-31 over Miami. The game wasn't that close. North Carolina was up by 20. Uh, outscored Miami 21 nothing in the third quarter to erase a three-point halftime deficit. So Mac Brown has the heels at 6-0, 3-0 in the ACC. And then a game that Brad Powers did have me on, Pittsburgh, 38-21. They beat Louisville. That's the Cardinals' first loss uh, in the ACC. And, and overall, they're now 6-1. and one. But Narduzzi, Narduzzi's team, the Panthers, just get their second win of the season, and they were pretty solid, even though Plummer threw for 350 and a touchdown for Louisville. They picked them off twice, and a nice effort by Pitt. Able to get the win, and then Oregon State held off UCLA 36-24. Uh, good job by uh, DJ Uyungalele, uh, 266 and two touchdowns. Carson Steele is a fun running back to watch the transfer from the MAC. Uh, had 110 and a touchdown for UCLA on the ground. But there were some some crazy games, and your boys 63 nothing beat UMass, and I think they had the starters out by halftime. Yeah, that that was a worthless game. We all knew that. Yeah, it's and now you know the showdown with Ohio State comes up next week for Penn State. But now one thing I think is really interesting, Ken, is we're starting to see some comparable scores. And you know, for example, USC, boy, right now if the if the Pac-12 actually cares, you know, they don't want USC to win the conference because now you know they got blown out by Notre Dame. Ohio State beat Notre Dame, so you know, where would that put USC in the hierarchy of things? Right now, they they really need Washington to run this thing out. Oregon would be the number two chance if they met in the Pac-12 title game, and you know you got Alabama. If Alabama would somehow win the SEC, well, Texas blew them out, so that could be trouble for Alabama. There's a lot of interesting things happening, and then the ACC. You got Florida State and North Carolina undefeated. They don't play, right? Well, so yeah, I mean, you got to remember Oklahoma's still unbeaten. They beat yeah, Texas. Yeah, and, and look, teams can teams can have a bad game. 
you know, USC's fortunate that they beat Arizona. So that's a back-to-back bad games. And remember, they let Colorado come back from, you know, 27 down to only lose by seven. So, yeah, USC definitely not closing out. But if they were to beat Washington and Oregon and everybody else in the Pac-12, I mean, they can still run the table in the Pac-12. USC has not lost in the Pac-12. They lost to Notre Dame. Yeah, see, the issue is going to be at that point. Let's, you know, if you end up with, say, USC, let's say Texas turns around and beats Oklahoma. In the, yeah, but it doesn't the, matter. USC is going to beat Washington and Oregon. Those are two top 10 teams. But then you're still going to have a case to say. Well, Texas well, is not going to beat anybody well, else outside well, of well, They've already lost up, to Oklahoma. So who are they going to beat in the Big 12 that's worth a darn? Well, what Nobody. I'm, but what I'm saying is if, let's say, Ohio State with one loss and it comes down to them and USC. Well, you got some comparable scores there, so there's some inter- there's just some interesting gears turning out there. That's all. Yeah, I'm I mean, saying, here, here's so. the thing. Well, here's the thing. I mean, Ohio State they stole the game against Notre Dame. I mean, they you know at I mean, home it's still a they win. were at home. Oh, I know, right? But it's still right? a win. It's gonna be. This is gonna be fun, Ken, and and, and yeah, you know, and the, I'm waiting. I'm waiting for Michigan to play somebody because they look good. I mean, their defense looks outstanding right now. But that, again, who have they played that's got an offense? Have they played anybody? That's got an offense. Nobody. They've played Rutgers. They've played Indiana. You know, they're not playing anybody yet, so we're waiting. You know, they are. They do look outstanding as a as a number two team. I don't know how good they are. Yeah, Again, I, I'd like to, you it, know. That, that triumvirate with Penn State, Ohio State, and Michigan. Okay, man, and, and is gonna, your guys. That is going to Wait, wait, hold fun. on. Let me ask you. Your guys are sitting 6-0. and oh. Who the hell have you played? Whoa. <laughs> No, really. Who has Penn State played? Uh, probably best game was West Virginia outside of the conference. Okay, please. please. But okay. but all I'm saying, but all I'm saying, Ken, is that once those teams start playing each other, right? This is going to be. It, I there's think we'll find be, out. We'll find out fights. Saturday. Listen, this we'll is, find out how. Look, we're on the last second. We'll find out how good Saturday Penn State is when they go to Columbus. By the way, folks, KT may have lost to Mark Hook as far as the NFL, <laughs> but remember, he did have North Dakota oh. to beat North Dakota State. And they beat them outright. They didn't just beat them. They crushed them. Oh, can we both have Unbelievable. Got to close on that note there for my good buddy is Alma Mata oh. getting pummeled. They've lost to South Dakota and North Dakota in the same year. That'll do it. Fat Tuesday tomorrow. <laughs> you know the rules. No drinking and driving. No texting and driving. I Most of all, you. God bless our troops. God bless you. Live from Vegas Sports X Radio, 101.5 FM. K-Dawn. Streaming live on that Odyssey app. Folks, have a great evening. God bless. Good night, everybody. Yeah, Ken sucks. Yeah. <laughs>